Oh, Gary, when I first saw them, it was so like. <laughs> I remember messaging you and I was like, Gary, have you seen uh, Andrew's taking a dig at Funko? And this is what I'm confused on because you don't need a Jurassic Park license to do dinosaur toys. Like, why would you pay for that license? Hey, toy family. Welcome to the Marshall Toy Hour where we discuss anything and everything designer toys. I'm Gary Ham. And I'm Teresa Hawkins. And listeners, sorry, I apologize ahead of time. There's no George tonight. He had things to do this week, so he couldn't join us this week. But hang in there. We might, Teresa and I might have something to say that you you might like. Yeah, we can do this without George. I, I mean, we, we love you, George, <laughs> but <laughs> we can handle an episode on our own. We've done it before. We've been around the block a few times. But Teresa, this is a mini-sode episode, so I thought... Let's try to abide by the buzzer. We'll do the whole timer thing again. For anyone who's not familiar, what we try to do is talk about as many topics as we possibly can in a short period of time. So what we do is we set a three-minute timer, but sometimes we need a little extra time. So we have an, like an extra, what, two minutes that we allow ourselves to keep going if we need to. We don't – it's loose rules, but we're going to still try to do the buzzer thing just because it keeps us moving along. Well, and we've been honestly kind of bad about it, but we are doing it. We are all in. Let's stick to the timer. Make- <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to make that statement <laughs> because I know it's not true. Well, we'll try. What? I, here's how we're going to do it. What we usually do before every minisode, I reach out to our Facebook group and I say, "Hey, if the next minisode's coming up, let us know of any suggestions for fun topic ideas and whatnot." And you know as well as I do that sometimes what we get back isn't really much to work with. Some people are actually good about formulating actual questions for us to actually propose to each other, which is helpful. And then other people are really, really vague, and they just might say something like, shoes. And we don't know what that means. We don't know what the topic is. But I thought what we tried to do is actually try to do exactly, and people, the listeners will now know, like, or whoever presented these things, we don't know what they're talking about. So I'm just going to present these to you exactly how they came up on our group. And you're going to have to come up and determine what you think they want you to talk about on it. Sound good? Okay, I'll do my best. All right. Your first one. This one comes from Yaniv. ComplexCon. Three minutes. Go, Teresa. <laughs> Gary, what is ComplexCon? Quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Quick Google search. Let's see what this is. Are you serious? Is. You really don't know what ComplexCon is? Uh, I'm going to find out right now. Okay. ComplexCon, the world's largest gathering of visionary pop culture enthusiasts. Something about exclusive sneakers. All right. See, to me, I almost don't okay, – okay, ComplexCon is a convention that's been going on for a few years now. From what I know, and this is – all this coming from me is going to sound what the word dope coming from sad salesman is going to sound like. It's going to sound like some guy that doesn't re- that really shouldn't be talking about complex con because from my understanding it's mainly about like shoes and hip hop and like urban stuff, but there's are also several toy releases there from like Takashi Murakami and uh see I can't even think of oh. some of the other toy releases, but there oh, are yeah, other things okay, going okay. on. Okay, now that um, it's coming to me, there have been a few people posting a few groups asking about Complex Con and mules, and I have seen a few things. So, yeah, I mean, I did a quick Google search. It definitely seems 
shoe and clothing and a bit urban and it's probably why I'm dumb and don't know about it. But I do recall seeing a Bart Simpson toy that will be there. Oh, that it's one like, where it looks uh, like Bart Simpson's like being pulled into a video game or skateboarding into like a nuclear blast or something? Yeah, it's by uh, Louis de Guzman. It is a piece called Elevate, but it's Bart Simpson, and he's very geometric and sort of explodey, which reminds me a little bit of the, um, is it Gondek who does the Mickey stuff? Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of a similar idea where it's a character that's licensed, but they're sort of breaking apart in some way. Right. Where this is more sort of a geometric sort of explosion type of thing happening. I know Gondek does more of like a melty thing, but same kind of concept. So there have been a few things I've seen related to toys. What else? Have, I don't know. Is there anything you've seen that they're going to have there? I've seen a few. I one The one thing that probably I would actually be interested if I went there, there's just Soap Studios. You've probably seen it. They're doing the Looney Tunes Get Animated Tour where a bunch of different artists have been doing their takes on Warner Brothers Looney Tune characters. So like Eric So did something. Uh, Chino Lamb did like his sushi knife style on a porky pig and a Daffy Duck. Kind of like the, what his Maguro looks like, but imagine Maguro is Daffy Duck or Porky Pig. There was Kenny Wong did like Molly in a Marvin the Martian outfit. Pucky Art did the Wiley e. Coyote and Roadrunner. So that's like, I guess it's a traveling show. So that's something I would be really curious because Eric So did this really cool Acme styled rocket. But it's all transparent, and then inside is twelve different time. <laughs> let me let me take a brief moment. I just want to finish that thought. So it's twelve different Warner Brothers characters in like an Acme styled clear casing, but they're not just placed in there. It's as if the rocket ship is taking off. So all the characters are floating about intertwined and their faces might be smushed up against the side of the rocket ship and their hands are flat. It's really, really well done. It could not have been easy to pull off and execute. So great design by Eric. So it's something that I, I would probably consider picking this up because it's really cool and unique. But um, another thing that I also saw for ComplexCon is that Hiroto of Instinct Toys is making the trip there. So he has a meeting there. So who knows? It's going to be a future collaboration probably in the works for maybe next year's ComplexCon. Yeah. No, that rocket's awesome. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe it will become a show that we gotta we'll pay more attention to, but yeah, that's okay. that's not one that was on my radar. Okay. So. Well let's move on. Moving on. Moving on. Is this one just as vague? Let me see. Let me look at my list of <laughs> Next up Breakfast. That's all that breakfast. was that's all that was written. Breakfast. <laughs> Breakfast. You, you can you can interpret that as however you want. Breakfast, three minutes, go. Oh, well, Jesus. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure they want to don't want to know what I had for breakfast this morning. But if you are curious, I did have some apple and cinnamon oatmeal. You know, breaking out from the breakfast is cold around here. But I'm assuming the only thing I can think of that might be. Related to that, Gary, and the toy scene is uh, I did see a reveal for, like, um, the Chevy Jesus, Metal cereal. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the um, we we've known that there was going to be some designer toy related collaborations with the Funko Saturday Mornings booth, and so I think it was the Designer Con account, right, that posted. I think so. Yeah. It is okay. So it's yeah, it's on the Designer Con Instagram, but it's the first. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was like, there's no 
it's it's not i accidentally hit the button go ahead continue (laughs) please continue on yeah so they did reveal a chevy metal themed funko cereal box um yeah so can i tell you something gary did you see the one from andrew bell he had a few teasers this week did you see any of those oh my god he's also doing a, a cereal so let's let's stick to Chevy Meta real quick. I'll just say, unless the toy inside is somehow super super awesome, these probably aren't going to be for me because I have now tasted this cereal and I am sorry <laughs> to say, it is not very good. Uh, I even sent you some. So you I didn't believe it. you, and you put some in a baggie and mailed it to me. And one day, I, a secret mailing. I I wasn't expecting it, and it shows up in the mail, and I open it. It's a baggie of the cereal, and I have to agree with you. I had a few. And it, yeah, I, I didn't find it that tasty. It's a shame because there's a lot of potential and I love me some cereal. Y'all know. And if people follow my stories on Instagram, I'll post random holiday cereal. I buy, I'm selling you stuff all the time. You think I'm crazy, but let's DV on. Can we make this a second topic about the whole Andrew Bell thing? Cause I feel like we need three minutes dedicate just to that conversation. <laughs> okay, we, we can do that. We had like 45 seconds left. If you just want to we reset the clock, we can move on to the Andrew Bell teasers. And uh, I don't, how do we approach this? So I guess to describe it to listeners. So this week, Andrew Bell over on his Instagram feed, he started doing some slight teasers of what looks like, well, it definitely was. It was definitely uh, some images, close up images of a cereal box. And then beneath it, he would say things like, designer toys are over, it's all about breakfast now. Or, Have you heard designer con isn't about designer toys anymore? And it's like little things like that. And then with like hashtag Funko. So you're like knowing that there's something going on with the cereal. Oh, Gary, when I first saw them, it was so cl- like, <laughs> I remember messaging you and I was like, Gary, have you seen? Uh, Andrew's <laughs> taking a dig at Funko. And you're like, what? No. And I'm I like, think no, you actually wrote like, here. drama. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, uh, toy drama, controversy, like, you've got to go check this out. And I remember you were looking at it, and you were I'm like, no, like, what are you talking about? You're like, it. no, no, like, you can't, like, this is just like a, like a very close-up of, like, this error, 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 recall, do not sell. What are you talking about? I'm like, Gary Ham, take your blinders off. Andrew's coming for Funko. Like, it's happening. And then I think throughout the week, more and more reveals were coming, and I'm like, Gary, how can you not see it yet? You have to see it yet. And I think finally you're like, Okay, I see it. <laughs> I wanted to get, yes, I wanted to give Andrew the benefit of the doubt. I don't know him to like kind of go this direct with things, but had he just done the images, I think I probably still would have done. Probably thought like giving him the benefit of the doubt and just kind of laying low and not wanting to do, exactly go with the full direction that you were seeing it as, as a slight and poking fun at Funko and being at designer con even i think it's poking at designer con a little bit too with the the recall message air air error do not sell recall and i think that's basically him saying recall this decision to have cereals and funko at designer con i don't know but that's one way to interpret it but uh i got there once i started reading what he actually wrote below the images the hashtags and saying that you know, it's all about cereal now. It's no longer about designer toys. And he actually, which I, I hate this hashtag, but once I saw this hashtag, I knew it was like, oh, okay, this is taking a stand or taking a side or making a statement. But the hashtag fuck no instead of Funko. Once I saw that, I'm like, oh, okay, absolutely. That That's what really pushed me over the top. Yeah, and I mean, it, he didn't hide it. Or I mean, to your oh. point, he didn't just post the images. I mean, his his descriptions were kind of pretty clear and 
you know, I get it. I mean, I, it was a little surprising as well. I agree to see Andrew come out with this. I've never really seen him. Uh, well, why don't up. why don't you des- describe the image of it first, and then we can go into the discussion further. Yeah, sure. So he posted actually at this point he's posted three different images, but the first one is that uh, when you were describing where it's a zoomed in shot of that better if used before section that we're used to seeing a date stamped on on cereal, yep. but instead it's got that error recall do not sell message. But in the background it was a very blurred version, and I immediately saw that and was like, that is an Andrew Bellified Freddy Bunko. Like see, I, in the background. I didn't see that. I still yeah, don't I see told- it, but maybe we'll see something later. No, you see it. Well, so that blurred version is now what he revealed the full box. Oh, okay. Yeah. So today, now that he did the full reveal. Okay. I'll have to go back and look at the blurred image. But yeah, yeah. now that you're saying it, that, I think you're right. It's totally the box. And then the second photo, it's actually a version of the nutrition facts on the box. And so you can see that he's taken it. And really, <laughs> and I laugh because I mean it's very playful and it's it's kind of Andrew Bell's thing. Well, bro, what's the what's the title of the cereal and what's the imagery oh, on the front cover of the box? Yeah, so the title of the cereal is Intolerant Lactose, and it says Multi Pain Cereal, and it is a uh, a, a, a chubby bloated version. I would say uh, Andrew Bellified Freddy Funko, who's either. Uh, drooling or throwing up milk and cereal and okay. sitting in a cereal bowl. <laughs> okay, now that you said that, now you can explain what the nutritional facts were. Yeah, so then on the nutrition facts side, it says uh, he's replaced typical stuff like fiber and fat and whatever the stuff that we put into our bodies, but it says stuff like lactose and saturated pants, regrets, intense bloating, Painful gas, embarrassing noises. <laughs> <laughs> so, and and I think, gosh, I feel like there's so many metaphors and stuff in this thing because the way, and I'm sorry, we're failing at this whole timer thing. No, but, that's um, fine. This, this, is, this uh, is good, though. But the way that, uh, I mean, there's ways you could interpret that, right? Like just those kind of things where... Like, it's tied into the whole lactose theme, but it's also uh, kind of like, I think, more of the digs. If goes like it says, regrets and... Right. And that uh, and that's where I think there's some brilliance yeah. into this toy design. Because I know it's going to be controversial, but the fact that you can see it one way, you can just see it solely as a cereal based on lactose intolerance. But the fact that it has his version of Freddy Funko on the cover, now you have to see it as there's going to be a lot of hidden metaphors in this cereal. So I, I think the nutritional facts like regrets, is that regrets for being at designer con? Is that regrets for collecting? Or is that just regrets for having a, you know, drinking milk when you shouldn't have, or is the, you know, the bloating, is that speaking to oversaturation of pop figures? Is that, you know, there's so many ways to interpret it. And I think that's why on one level, this really works as a toy or packaging. Yeah, and I think, you know, on the flip side, because, I mean, he he's done a very good job of it, but back to the whole fuck no hashtag, and I gotta hate saying that word. <laughs> the F-bomb is my least favorite curse word. Um, but... That's I think a little heavy-handed. That one's... Yeah, I, 
you know, I get it. Like, I get the statement. And honestly, I think the statement is rightfully so. I mean, there was a lot of conversation when we first heard that Funko was going to have a booth at DesignerCon this year. And granted, I know Ben talked a lot about that it's not going to be pop. It's going to be cereal. It's going to be different. But it's still Funko. And so I get that concern of them being there. But on the flip side, I almost feel like they're driving a wedge more into the whole Funko versus designer toy scene drama that's constantly been around. And it's just like, we've talked a lot about not wanting to be, you know, to, to be so divisive, like divide us up. And I think this just kind of drills a wedge further into that to say, Hey, no, you're not welcome here. And I just don't particularly love that because I think there's a lot of opportunity for those collectors to come over and get into this scene. So I think that's the, the negative side of this and the negative side too, that while they may be poking at Funko and their cereal and maybe like Funko as a company, I think in a way it ends up poking at their collectors because hate on Funko in a way will hate on the collectors because they're into this stuff. Um, and I don't know. So I can see both sides. Yeah, and I really hope that there's no negative connotation for the collectors. I hope they don't take it personally because I don't think it's necessary to direct it at them. I think it's more directed at the idea of cereal boxes being a collectible. Like, it's one of those things that you just – it's not normal. It's not the thing that people would normally collect. You eat the cereal, you usually throw out the box. So I think it's kind of just poking fun at that in general and not necessarily people who collect Pops or collect Funko or whatever. I, I hope people don't – Take it that way. I hope they still find the event very welcoming because we want that. We need that for our toy scene. And there's a lot of people wanting to cross over into designer toys. And fortunately, their gateway was Funko. That's what got them into toys in the first place. And now they're looking for different stuff. Yeah. So, That's a good point. Yeah, because we had Nick Aliodon a while back, and he was a Funko collector who's crossed over. And <laughs> f- Funny enough, what did he say he collects? He says he collects Andrew Bell Killcats. He was looking for the Killcats. And uh, so I, I wonder what he thinks of that because it's been – I haven't talked to him recently, but he was saying that he knows a lot of Funko collectors that are going to the event and they're looking forward to not only buying what Funko has on hand but also designer toys. A lot of them are getting into designer toys from Funko. So I don't know. I, I do think that the Funko community being at DesignerCon is going to be a big boost to our you know designer toy community. I think there's going to be a lot of new – purchases and new collectors you know opening eyes to what we're doing here so i think that's good but um is this a low punch to the collectors that who are going there maybe is it going to affect the event for them probably not it's still going to be an awesome event for them the thing that might suck was if they do take offense to this lactose cereal box it's big enough that everywhere they, they look they potentially could see a lot of these boxes everywhere so it might be hard to avoid seeing it but i, I think by the time we get to the convention anyone who's upset about this is it's going to be over by then skin will be thicker I agree. Well, and what what people don't know yet, and I think it should be revealed maybe by the time we release this record, but you had actually reached out to Andrew to come on because we were kind of curious. Like, there's so much hidden meaning in this, right? We're like, oh, my gosh, like, there's so much you could read between the lines. We should try to get Andrew on and let him actually talk to it, right? So we don't, like, assume or guess. Um, But he wasn't able to come on. Um, But he did share some more images with us so we could kind of see what's what. And uh, what people, hopefully people will see it, but it's actually a box for an enamel pin. Right, Gary? (laughs) (laughs) And that's another added brilliance behind it because, yeah, it's just big giant box with this teeny tiny enamel pin inside. And the enamel pin is of the 
Freddy Funko-ish type design. So that, that character sitting in the bowl doing the puke out of his mouth. But that entire packaging, the entire seal box is the packaging for the enamel pin. And it's obnoxiously great. The fact that <laughs> that is – could you imagine? I mean the, the size to the pin to box ratio is so wasteful. It's so American. It's so – over the top, well, but also early you were talking – well, you told me before that you actually don't like the taste of the Funko cereal. So in a way, that's almost speaking to that too. It's like most people buying the the Funko cereals probably aren't even interested in eating the cereal. They're probably tossing it or just displaying the boxes. So in a way, that's sort of talking to that too. Right, and the fact that the Funko cereal inside is just a teeny tiny toy, and that is what most people are after. Mm-hmm. So in this case, they'll be buying this big, ginormous box <laughs> for a teeny tiny enamel pins. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, it, I mean, honestly, in a way, the more you think about it, it's kind of genius in a way, all of the different things he's built into this. But, you know, again, I think, has he gone too far? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he's pushed away some potential collectors i think who are in i i hope it's not that far i mean hopefully i know i've read the comments i can definitely tell people are irked by it some people are wondering why are you throwing shade at funko but hopefully you know they can sleep on it and wake up the next morning and see it more as the parody parody and appreciate the humor and the nice execution that andrew did but you know like you mentioned that divide you could definitely see it in some of the comments there's people taking offense to it and there's other people basically high-fiving and celebrating andrew for doing this so um if you just look at it at it strictly as a lactose intolerance cereal it's quite funny and actually there's an activity on the back of the box hopefully by the time you know we're talking about this that's been revealed but on the back of the box on the back of the funko's box is an activity maze and so on the back of his lactose box is an activity maze but done in a very Andrew Bell style and what it is it's like the intestines and bowels make up a maze so you have to go through the bowels to get outside the maze. It's and it's clever. He's always done very creative packaging design and this is a nice KG addition to his Ono Foods line that he does. But it's but I, it's definitely controversial and kind of sparking up some drama. So I agree. Toy drama. Toy drama. And I will say, I have a bit of lactose intolerance and it's not fun. I can share plenty of stories with you and it's not <laughs> And in, in the image on the box, it's usually it's kind of uh, the Freddy Funko character throwing up. That's not what happens. I guess on on occasion you might throw up, but it's usually out the other end. You're usually peeing out your butt. So what he needs to do is have a chocolate milk colorway, and that's going to make a lot more sense to us lactose intolerant. Was that too Gary, much? TMI. Too much? TMI, yes. <laughs> you know, though, it could be that he's just like... Time! Because... <laughs> Oh, hush, Gary. We're so way past. It's not even funny. But it could be that he's not throwing up and instead is just, like, engorging himself and, like, drooling milk. Because he's sure. kind of a chubs in the He's in the got, bowl. you know, he's got some man boobs. He's put on some weight. He's, eating that, he's, eat, he's, he's eating that sugary cereal. That'll put on the man so boobs. he could just be going, like, nom, 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 nom. Yeah. So nom. I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm actually really curious. I'm, I think it's going to be a good seller for him, but I'm curious – we should almost do a man on the street interview for people who picked it up and get them ask them, why did you pick it up? Do you find it funny or like what's the do you see the non subtle message behind it? I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, I it would be very intriguing if there weren't people who knew the context and just saw it in passing and were like, oh, that's fun. It's another serial. <laughs> well, it's funny when you're reading. So the most recent relief, and he didn't see say anything below the most recent image. It's the full review of the fun cover. And I was going through the comments, and there's people that really, like – is this Freddy Funko? Question mark. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's it obviously <laughs> is. It's not subtle. It's in your face, Freddy. He's got the crown and everything. So it's like, you know, it's, I don't know. Let's move if on. There, if, if you, yeah, we should move on. But if there, if you're looking at this stuff and have not seen it as a dig at Funko, I don't know how you'll see it because <laughs> it's very clear. Crystal. So. All right, we are way. We yes, have failed. Let's, yes, let's move yeah. on. Let's be better. Let's move on to the next thing. So let's take a sponsor break. So the sponsor of this mini-sode is... My Plastic Heart. And if you are in the New York City area, be sure to visit their snug and friendly store and meet the store mascot, Kiba the Dog. Otherwise, you can go to myplasticheart.com to shop their entire inventory. If you live in the States and spend $75 and more, use promo code TOYFAM at checkout and you'll receive free shipping. Nice job, dude. Good job. High five. Good job. Okay. Uh, well, let's jump to another topic that Yaniv gave us. Oh, uh, <laughs> Vague. <laughs> I know it wasn't much of a question, but the prompt from him was Jurassic Park. So, Jurassic Gary, Park. take it away. All right. I love you, Yaniv. I think I know where you're going with this one, and here we go. So, what I know, Jurassic Park is supposed to be celebrating the 25th anniversary of Jurassic Park during DesignerCon. I think there's a booth that's actually put on by Universal and it's going to be like almost an exhibition. So they invited a bunch of different artists to do one-offs and customs and artwork and paintings based on Jurassic Park to celebrate the anniversary of. But also what we've seen this week is there's going to be three mass-produced toys that are going to be licensed as Jurassic Park toys. And this is what I'm confused on because you don't need a Jurassic Park license to do dinosaur toys. Like, why would you pay for that license to do something that you don't need? I don't think that. So here's the two. Two have been released. One is by Nichos. He does an amazing, gorgeous, uh, kind of like a, almost like dissected, like a flayed version of a T-Rex in his mural work, and it's incredible. So that's going to be like the centerpiece toy of this booth. And then another one is by Juan Munez and is basically his Felipe Bunny character wearing a T-Rex costume. And I look at both of these toys and they're awesome toys and I think they'll sell very well on their own but for some reason they're licensed as Jurassic Park toys. And I, to me that's weird. To me it almost weakens it a little bit because like the box designs are very Jurassic Park-ish. And I don't think it's necessary. Like when Nichos did those murals, it did not say T-Rexes are property of Jurassic Park. No, for some reason they took that mural and now branded it as a Jurassic Park thing. What do you think about that? Do you think that's weird? Yeah, it kind of say the way you say you won. Oh it's my a- God, it's Juan. No, it's just Juan. 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 <laughs> it's Juan. But, okay. 
Hold on. I'm going to waste my time poking fun at you. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, when I remember when you first we were first looking at these, and I was like, oh, okay, whatever, Jurassic Park, I'd heard about it, and I wasn't really thinking much of it. But when you do go and look, especially at the, the Nichos T-Rex, on its own, it's, it's very cool, detailed. There's, like, an, an anatomy aspect to it and this reference to his murals. Like, on its own, it's kind of his piece. But then when you go and look at the box art, it's kind of this, like, sort of weird it's the, like the cage from jurassic park right, right? Yeah. where they and it just it almost kind of cheapens it a bit right like it's almost like this like a kid's toy kind of box with a designer toy in it and i just i agree the kind of the more i look at it and think about it it feels a little weird because you're right designer d- designer dinosaurs are like cats or dogs or pandas or whatever like they're just a thing and like you don't license that it's just like our you know people can't take skulls as their thing a skull is just a thing and dinosaurs i see in that same vein so it is a little weird to see the jurassic park like license behind it i don't know exactly i'm sure we're over time but but exactly it's funny it's just odd but the toys themselves are awesome yeah and i think you know yeah and i like that there's some variety um you know the, the nightshows one has a very realistic sort of feel very uh, fluid, like it's got a pose going on, and then Juan's piece is much more cutified. Like that one speaks oh. to me. It's cute. Yeah. So the, uh, I mentioned there's gonna be three artists. Do you think the third artist is gonna be a totally different version? I hope. I mean, these are really good variety. So I, I'm kind of picturing maybe like a like gory King Corpsey kind of thing, like something in that vein that might speak to that. See, I already feel that's kind of what Nitos is doing. Here's my guess. Uh, Gondek did all the badges for DesignerCon. He did all the Mickey figures in his kind of like nuclear war kind of exploding sort of way. I bet Gondek, okay. I bet, I'm I'm guessing Gondek did the third one. Okay. And again, I it's bet tough. it's another T-Rex. There's hundreds of dinosaurs, but everyone wants to do T-Rex. That, that, you know, I have to say, I do hope the third one is not a T-Rex. I mean, I get it. Jurassic Park is all about the dinosaurs. It's probably more fun to do that than, like, a character. But I would like to see something that's not a T-Rex. Yeah. The third one. Show the other dinosaurs some love. They're getting feeling a little neglected. Okay, we're probably way over. But can we do a side-off topic? What do you got in mind? I'll do a new... I'm going to throw one in here, Gary. So... I'm looking at uh, the Vinyl Pulse Instagram page because they're actually, uh, if you go check out their Instagram, they have shots of these figures we're talking about for Jurassic Park, and you can see the box images. Um, But while I'm glancing at his page, I'm seeing that there is a new figure coming out, and I want your thoughts on it. So it looks like MindStyle and Capcom Street Fighter are doing a collaboration and uh, there is a Street Fighter character that has been done by Ron English. Ryu. Um, Ryu. I don't know Street Fighter very well, so I wasn't even going to give that a go. <laughs> but it's going to be a drop at Complex Con. So there we go. Okay. Another Complex Con release. But Gary, what do you think? Because when I look at this piece, you know, it. I don't know. What do you think? It's. <laughs> I, 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 I don't like it. I I don't it just it does nothing for me. I none of his grin stuff has ever done. He's done it with a bunch of other properties in the past, Teletubbies and 
SpongeBob's and all that sort of stuff. But this one is is especially generic looking to me because the grin is such a small portion of the figure. And it just reminds me of the cosplushes where it's just very bare minimum done by the designer and it's slapped on a different property and it's just, it just feels weak to me. But I don't know, is this this like the new trend now where these large artists, and I don't know, I'm not trying to be all poo-poo, but it's like these big name artists say, okay, I'll just take my one signature thing, X eyes, skeletal grin, and just plop it on here. Call it a day. Right. It's like, like what George know, said on just, the, it's like George said about the costume. Like, congratulations, you finally made it to a point where you don't do anything. And that's exactly kind of what this is. This is there's no effort on Ron English's part. He's got this grin thing. I'm sure any other sculptor, any other artist could just do it for him. He doesn't he's not injecting any of his own creativity into this property other than giving him this thing. So yeah, it's I mean, awesome for him. He's made a name for himself. He's gotten big enough to to the point that licenses and people and his collectors want this bare minimum thing for him and from him, and awesome for him. But for me as a collector, no, I don't want this. I don't want this at all. There's okay. When you think back to the the uh, Warner Brothers traveling show, that's going to be a complex gun, and it'd be really cool if it came to Decon too. I don't know if that's going to happen. But when I look at the licensed stuff coming out for that show, that is the right way to do it. They're taking these licensed characters. And truly spinning it into their aesthetic. The and entire the variation, figure, the entire figure right? is redone. Yeah. Right. And in, in the it's their aesthetic, it's their thing, and the variation is all over the place because every artist is taking their interpretation and their style and really applying it to this license. And when I look at the sh- the cause plush and the Street Fighter piece, it's just like you didn't like you could have gone there. You could have pushed yourself to do something really, really cool. But instead, and I've learned the cool lingo, phoning it in, you can, (laughs) you know, they just say, hey, no, I'll just do my one thing and call it a day. And I just, well, and I mean, truthfully, if you go look through a lot of Ron English's work, I mean, it is a pretty common thing. He will take a character and add his grin. Not a whole lot of other manipulation is done. So from from that perspective i mean it does fall in line with a lot of the stuff that he's done i mean all that kind of stuff so i don't know i was just curious off the wall discussion but are we even doing the timer anymore are you even clicking it nope <laughs> but i'm sure that's past time oh and i see it's, okay. that, that one's gonna be released at complex con there you go there's another one that's gonna be I at complex that. con did you yes wait wait to listen to me selective listening <laughs> All right, so All right, what's let's, up? let's move on. I'm going to look at the prep doc real quick, see what the next bullet point from our listeners was. Here's another another one from Yaniv, and all it says is, awesome collaborations from Asia. Oh, that's actually a good topic, Three minutes, though. go. <laughs> oh, you know what to say on that one? Okay. Well, that's actually a really good topic, because there have been some really awesome collaborations coming out of Asia. Yeah. Yes, Casting Lung, for example, with the Lububu character, there have been a ton of collaborations coming yes. out with various overseas artists. We've seen a Byron Lububu, a Ranger on, an Elfie, Sticky Monster Lab, like all these different mergers of styles, and those have been really awesome. What else? I don't know. I, shoot. Should I just cover a bunch of... If you know more I've off seen? the top of your head, but I, for some reason I'm only stuck on the... 
costing long ones, but I feel like... Oh, what about the, the Lumi cars? The, the little die-cast cars oh, with the characters yeah. inside? That's a, a big collaboration using a bunch of different artists. That's something, another one I've seen. But to your point, like it does seem like it is mainly these collaborations, or at least mass-produced-wise, it's an Asia thing. We don't seem to have these sort of multiple artists working on a single toy from U.S. producers and U.S. artists. And maybe that's just because on a mass production level, it doesn't always make sense financially. Or is it an ego thing? Or I don't know. Yeah, no, it's a good point because it is, it is pretty common over in Asia. And I know there's others out there. Like um, there was this toy series. It's a new character called Little Amber. I don't know if anyone's familiar with it, but there's all these artists. And they're, I would consider they're – not super popular, but they're pretty well known. Was that just a random click? Accidental. Sorry. Okay, but um, <laughs> but like they they there's all these artists and there's basically this little Lambert character and like outfits that look like all these other artists' styles or characters, or whatever. So I mean, it, it definitely is, I think, very common over there, and you see a lot of it. But over here, I think you're right. I mean. Maybe I'm just blanking, but it does seem like more of the collaborations are on like customs or, or even like Flat Bonnie. I know she worked with you on the Mini Me's production. She's yeah, you know, she's worked with a lot of different artists, but again, that's all runs of like 25. There's not mass production stuff, but it's I never really thought about it. But yeah, this Asia's kicking ass in the collaborations and stateside, not so much. There's got to be something there, and I'm sure it has to do with finances, and it's not expen- It's very expensive to make it toys, and it does seem like a lot of the artists in Asia seem to be very connected with factories that are just willing to produce anything and everything they do in vinyl. It's crazy, but that's well, kind know, of how it, it seems. Maybe that's a good point where a lot of those artists – I don't care. I'll keep going. Um, <laughs> Why do <laughs> we mean- even have this buzzer? I don't know. It's fine. We're trying, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, you think about artists over here, they're pretty widespread and we don't have a ton of events that bring us together. Whereas over there in Asia, they have events all the time. And we've even heard like when we had Teresa Chiba on, they have like a collective almost of all these artists that get together and hang out. So it does seem like they, they probably collaborate easier because of that. And I think the factory thing's a good point too, that they might have easier ways to connect and kind of pump things out that we kind of struggle with over here, I think, in some ways. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I would love to see more of it. So I was looking at the thread real quick, and Yaniv did actually post uh, an example of one that I had not seen. It's a collaboration between Mame Mayoshi and Instinct Toy, where they're working on an ice liquid erosion Maguro. So it's that sushi fish. That will be cool. With his ice liquid effect merged together. That could be really cool. Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's another yeah, perfect I, example. But again, done in Asia. I li- <laughs> yeah, I like collaborations. They should keep doing collaborations. I wish I could buy some of the collaborations. Keep them up. Okay, let's move on. Next okay. one that someone had a suggestion for, and all they said was Halloween toys. Have at it. <laughs> I'd, scary. Have they we not listened to us? This. I know we've talked about us. I have a feeling Come someone on, who hadn't listen listened to previous episodes and – one is to talk about Halloween toys. Oh my gosh, we never we never picked a listener name. <laughs> Oops. 
Hey, hamsters. Why aren't you listening to our episode? We talked Halloween toys on our last mini-sode. <laughs> I hate that well, so much. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. We never did that poll. I apologize. That was on me. And I don't even remember what was going on, but we're wasting our time or time. Okay, so Halloween toys. I will actually step in because we can do a little seasonal toys 2.0 expansion or port two or something, you know. Okay. It's funny because after we got off our record last time, I know I said on it, I was like, I don't collect seasonal toys. Like, I don't do that. I think I lied because (laughs) because. When I was kind of looking around for Halloween stuff and trying to look make a little festive around here, I realized I actually do have some. And I think I have even more like Christmas ones hidden away from like the advent calendar and Momiji dolls and like other things I collect. Yep. Like I've got some fluffy house stuff. So I think I probably should amend what I said. And it's less that I don't collect seasonal toys, but I do think I collect less of it. Because I try not to go crazy. Like, I try to resist them because I know that they're seasonal. So, I'll, I'll modify my answer. But we have seen some really awesome Christmas stuff revealed. I still can't believe you lied. Have you seen some of it? No, I've seen that stuff. I've seen the, what, Fluffy House in the Xmas series. And, oh, Pucky Art has a really cool se- You're going to want all that. I know that. But what I'm waiting for is every year, Kid Robot usually does an Xmas theme, a dunny of some sort. But I have to say, they never appeal to me. They're very, like, depressing almost. It's like Rudolph in an S&M costume or so-and-so smoking with a 5 o'clock shadow or Rudolph with blood red-shite eyes and they're blitzed and drunk. And it's just none of that, that genre, that bad Santa feel just doesn't appeal to me on any level. And last year's, although it looked like a cool dunny, I don't know what it was based on. It was called Xmas Pudding. And British. Oh, I mean, yeah, I know. And I'm not British. I it's not something I it's not part of my Xmas. So I didn't know what it was, so I didn't pick it up. But that one wasn't that bad. But yeah, so usually it has it's very hardcore, depressing, stone, drunk. Like I said, it's like out of a bad Santa movie. It's nothing is ever cheery or cheerful. Like, what do you want to have displayed in your house during the happiest, one of the happiest seasons? So I very rarely pick them. That's actually the last one I picked up. And I have, I still, this is one of my all-time favorite dunnies. It's the, the Tato um, holiday dunny. It's a, the green one with the removable beard. He's got the little thing of eggnog. And I think there was a little elf counterpart. That's a great one. I love that. I, you know, that's the kind of stuff I want. But so yeah, it's been many years since I've collected a, a holiday dunny from Kid Robot. Yeah, I'm with you. I would like to see some cutified dunny Christmas releases. I think they did do some labbits that were kind of cute, but most of the time they keep releasing stuff and set to five. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't care. We really only want like one of the five. Don't want to buy this set. I'm ignoring the timer. I just don't care. Yeah, I like the, the but, ornaments. They, I think they've done some ornaments and stuff like that. That's good. I've liked seeing that Yeah, stuff. but most of the time they're in sets and I don't like the whole set and I don't want to buy all five. I just want one of them. But I hope they'll do something cuter or, or just something like they did that uh, glittery red five inch dunny. And I think it's become kind of custom bait because it's just too plain. There's not enough oomph to it. Right. But um, but really quick, I just have to geek out for a sec because you mentioned the Pucky Christmas Babies and the Fluffy House series. Yep. And oh, my God, Gary. Oh, my gosh. 
I think I'm totally breaking my seasonal rule this year and buying both of those. I want them so bad. They're so good. I can afford that. Designer cons in two weeks. I don't care. Oh my gosh. Just you're absolutely Gary. screwed. Thimble Stump Hollow 2 <laughs> released. Okay, you're going to need that entire box set. You love Chris's work, Amanda's work. Okay, there's an entire case that you need to buy. You like Pucky's art. You're going to have to buy that entire case. You like Fluffy House. You're going to have to buy that entire case. And in two weeks, you got Designer Con. Your bank account is crying for the next two months. <laughs> God help me. Yeah, it's – I don't know. But but maybe this year – and we'll po- I'll post some links so you all can go check out this these uber cute series because they are freaking fantastic. They make me giggle with joy. They're so cute. But um, if you remember last year I did that advent calendar that was a lot of fun, and I'm not sure they're going to do another one this year that I want. So what I could do is buy – they're both cases of 12 and 24 days equals advent. So I could buy a case of each and open one a day and make it my advent calendar. It'll just be a very expensive advent calendar. Yeah, $300. But it'll be awesome. It'll be the best. It'd be good. Oh it, my. It'd be cool and you'd have a lot of fun. But let's move on. Next topic. Okay. So let's segue, Gary. Segue. <laughs> Segway, our way. Why is Segway spelt the way it is? It looks like a Japanese word. Segui. It's a really dumb word. The English language in general is kind of dumb. Oh no, it's ter- it's terrible. I'm in the process right now of teaching my or helping to teach my five year old learn how to read, and we're doing sight words and all these sort of things. But we always come across words where pronounced the same but spelled differently, like things like uh, flower and four. <laughs> They're spelt with an O-U, but we have different pronunciations. And it's like, that should be Fower, but we pronounce it Four. But we also pronounce Four, F-O-R. It's just so hard. It's so confusing. It's actually very frustrating. I was trying to teach it, too. But, yeah, I couldn't. I could not learn this as an adult. Glad we learned it as kids. Yeah, I am so happy that we're, we grew up learning English. Could you imagine having to learn it later in life? I'd cry. <laughs> I'm sure it's very hard to learn as an adult. Yes. Okay. But so related to this topic, there was actually another question posted in the group that we could talk on if you want. Uh, You want me to read it out? Yep. I'm not sure what you're going to read. So there was a question related to this asked in the stomping ground. And the question is, why do most of the seasonal toys go on sale closer to the seasonal period? Whereby the celebration will be over when you finally receive the toy. Do you still want it by then? Thoughts? Thoughts? Thank you for actually formulating an actual question so I know how to answer you. <laughs> what I will say is a lot of the time it just has to do with production time. You have to think really think far. That? Well, I think a lot of times you have to think really far in advance. And it's, uh, sometimes, you know, deliveries get delayed and ends up pushing up right against the holiday. Or a lot of artists don't think about doing the colorway until the beginning of October when you technically, I agree, you should be selling these things in September or the, the, the very first week of October so people can have this on their shelves all month long celebrating Halloween. But yeah, for the most part, it goes up like two weeks before and then with shipping time, you're basically receiving this Halloween toy the day of or slightly after Halloween. See, I'm going to slightly disagree because I have How seen stuff. You? I'm allowed to disagree with you. I made a you. very good point. <laughs> I'm putting the gloves on, <laughs> Gary Ham. So I, I do think there are drops that happen 
closer to Halloween or on Halloween. But I actually think they're quite a lot that release early. I mean, think about those two Christmas ones. They're gonna they're coming out in November with the intent that you can get it plenty early for the holiday season. And I've seen the same thing with Halloween drops. So I don't know. I feel like I see a mix. I see people who are aware and plan ahead and release it in time knowing that people are kind of want to kind of display it with that holiday. But on the flip side, I almost feel like some people intentionally do Halloween drops. Like I saw stuff drop right around Halloween. It was like, oh, oh goodness. That was like right around an orange colorway. Like for something, right? Yeah. And like I think it was intentional. So no, I feel like it varies, but as far as the do you still want it by then? I mean, in some ways it kills the fun to What are you doing? Nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so I don't even know what I was saying. But I was saying to the question, do you still want it by then? I think in some ways it does kill the fun to get it super close to a <laughs> So, Seriously? <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so disorganized. Okay, my buzzer that I'm using is just playing from directly from YouTube. I don't have it like as... Oh, that's how you screwed up earlier. So it's just playing from YouTube. And so if I don't reach over and pause it, then it, you know how YouTube goes rolls into the next similar type video? So yeah, I, this is people. I am not organized. So I apologize for You're my... You're throwing me off. It's hard to talk and manage buzzers and timers. This, this is why we need George. We need someone who's managing this stuff. Damn it, George. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. I, I completely agree with everything you said, Teresa. I agree. And that's all I had to say. Let's wrap this up. Let's, let's end this thing. Agree. And I love how you said we're going to stick to the timer and we didn't, but... Oh, we suck. I'm sorry. <laughs> we try. But hey, we did pretty good. Not bad. We powered through a lot of stuff. The only one that we didn't cover, and honestly, I, the only reason I didn't want to touch this one is because Kyle Kerwan suggested it. But no, he wants more leaks and stink peaks. But I think we really did a leak a lot of stuff. We talked about a lot of stuff, but not necessarily in a very focused way. No, the whole... The whole episode was a leak and sneak peek for you, Kyle. Exactly, Kyle. We covered it at the whole time. Kyle. And I we Congratulations on your dunny. I don't know if anyone knows, but Kyle had a five inch officially licensed dunny called the Boneyard. I, I think it's I wanna call it the Bone Collector, but I think it's called the Boneyard Dunny. And it sold out. There was thirty pieces, glow in the dark, and it sold out. And it was released at a really weird time, like so it was a surprise drop on like a Saturday night. You know, that's a good point. That was a really weird, well, it felt like a weird drop time, but mm. a piece is freaking awesome. It is awesome. So I'm, I'm very excited for Kyle. I know he's been wanting to do something Dunny related with Kid Robot for a while, and it happened, and it was a big success, sold out for him in the first night. So I'm happy for you. But um, otherwise, Teresa, let's wrap this up. I think we did uh, pretty good, Sans George. Hopefully the listeners enjoyed it as well. And George will be back next week, and we'll be talking, I assume, decon-related stuff. Can I can I can I do a little mini shout out since you did a shout out for Kyle? Sure. Okay. I'm just gonna you you briefly touched on Thibble Stump Hollow too, and we could I could talk for a while on this. But I do want to give it a quick mention, Chris. I'm super excited for you. I know we talked about it with you at the beginning of the year. And Amanda, it's not just Chris. Eight minute. I'm sorry. Okay, let me rephrase. <laughs> so, Thibble Stump Hollow 2 is finally here. Congratulations, Chris and Amanda. I know, Chris, you came on early in the year, and we're talking about it. 
But it's awesome. I'm excited. The news is exploding. They're finally here. So congratulations. And everyone should go check them out because they're awesome. Okay. I've done my thing. All right. Let's wrap this up, Teresa. Why don't you take a brief moment and let our listeners know where they can find you. Sure. Teresa Hawkins. Check me out on Instagram. My username is tmhawk24. I'm Gary Ham. You can find me at Gary Ham on Instagram or superham.com. This has been the Marsham Toy Hour. We do this every week, not because we have to, but because we want to. So until our next transmission, we're signing off. Bye. Bye. <laughs>